RC Top 3, a weekly podcast of the top three stories from Regnum Christi. Pope Francis extends offer of plenary indulgence for Regnum Christi members on the Solemnity of Christ the King. A plenary indulgence is a special grace granted by the Holy Father to Catholics throughout the world, in particular situations and under specific conditions. It is called a plenary indulgence because it fully remits the penalty that must be paid for sins committed and confessed up to that time. An indulgence is a remission before God of the temporal punishment due to sins whose guilt has already been forgiven, which the faithful Christian who is duly disposed gains under certain prescribed conditions through the action of the Church, which, as the minister of redemption, dispenses and applies with authority the treasury of the satisfactions of Christ and the saints. An indulgence is partial or plenary, according as it removes either part or all of the temporal punishment due to sin. The faithful can gain indulgences for themselves or apply them to the dead. Catechism of the Catholic Church, number 1471. As Catholics with a desire to receive this special grace, the plenary indulgence ignites charity and strengthens the spirit of prayer, consequently strengthening our filial and pious bond with the Vicar of Christ. Our apostolic zeal is increased and expressed in works, cooperating with our Lord in making present the kingdom of Christ in the world. The Supreme Pontiff has granted the entire Regnum Christi family, in its various vocations, a plenary indulgence on the solemnity of Christ the King of the universe, with the normal conditions, to have the interior disposition of a total detachment from sin, sacramental confession, within twenty days before or twenty days after, Eucharistic communion, and prayer for the Pope's intentions. This plenary indulgence can be obtained on the day of the liturgical solemnity of Christ the King of the universe. Other moments in which the Holy Father has decreed that members of Regnum Christi can obtain a plenary indulgence are 1. On the liturgical memorial of Our Lady of Sorrows. 2. On the day of their association to Regnum Christi, when they make the promise, even if only privately, to faithfully observe the Regnum Christi statutes. 3. After concluding their annual spiritual exercises, or triduum of renewal, when they renew this same promise. 4. On the occasions the Church has opened to all Catholics. Patron Saints for Parents by Holly Gustafson Every year, I write a series of articles for my diocese about living the Catholic faith in real family life and the messiness that comes along with it. Last year, the theme was Patron Saints for Parents. I've already shared one, Saints Martha and Mary, Patron Saints for Not Giving Up on Your Kids. But there are many more saints and holy people that I met and learned from over my year of seeking saintly advice while I do the hard work of accompanying five children into early adulthood. If you're also finding yourself in the midst of the messiness of parenthood, here are some saints who might help. For rest in the parental storm, turn to servant of God, Luisa Picaretta. Storms have no strength to upset souls filled with God even slightly, because there is no strength that can defy God, says Luisa. As the soul detects the storm, she puts the virtues in order and goes to nest in the inmost depth of God. It is then that the soul enjoys more peace 
and rests, tranquil, in the bosom of God. For those in need of family healing, go to Our Lady of Lourdes. Family is not a refuge from suffering and brokenness, and those of us experiencing wounds within our family know this all too well. But family was created to be a refuge for the suffering, a healing space, and a place where we are willing to enter into each other's wounds and embrace Christ in order to find God's mercy. If you are a grandparent, check out St. Macrina the Elder. My own grandmothers didn't speak much to me about the teachings of the Church, but they were certainly formative in my Catholic faith. They taught me the virtues of piety, devotion to the faith and to duty, generosity, and maternal love, not through their words, but through their actions, through a faith lived out in their daily lives. I know that they prayed for me continuously, and that they still do. For gratitude in everything, yes, everything, go to St. Faustina. This is the lesson that St. Faustina teaches us in her example of gratitude, that all is gift, worthy of thanks. Not just the sunny days, or the peaceful family times, or the sweet moments with our spouses, but the dark days, and the conflict, and misunderstandings, too. All the joys and all the hardships of communal family life are gifts, if we let them be, to draw us closer to God. For the biggest problems, see St. Irenaeus and Our Lady, Undoer of Knots. And thus also it was that the knot of Eve's disobedience was loosed by the obedience of Mary. For what the Virgin Eve had bound fast through unbelief, the Virgin Mary set free through faith. For the worriers out there, try St. Charles de Foucault. In that hopelessness, I felt a small reminder that these children of mine, whose journeys have, despite all my prayers and best efforts, consisted of many missteps and stumbles, and certainly will consist of many more, have a father who knows them much better than me, and somehow even loves them infinitely more than I do. I can trust my children's Heavenly Father, infinitely merciful, infinitely loving, to accompany them on the journey, missteps and all. For the especially heavy-hearted, go to Mater Dolorosa. Mary might seem like an odd choice for a patron saint, for parents dealing with difficult children. After all, her own child was perfect, as only God-made man can be. But just because Jesus never sinned, and always followed the will of his Heavenly Father, doesn't mean that Mary didn't suffer in sorrow throughout his life. On the contrary, the Church recognizes seven main sorrows that Mary experienced that even I, mother of five non-divine children, can still relate to, two thousand years later. For those accompanying others through the messiness of life, we can learn from the leper, St. Damien of Molokai. We don't have to contract a dreadful disease in order to emulate Father Damien, thank God. The art of accompaniment is actually quite simple. We need only patiently share space with another. And finally, when we're feeling helpless as parents and are not sure what more we can do, it's St. Monica who holds the answer. So if we ever wonder what our role is in this life as parents, we need only look to St. Monica, who did the only two things necessary to create a saint in her own son. She prayed, 
devoutly and intimately to her God, and with tenderness and attentiveness, she loved her children. A Triduum of Forgiveness In the New York Tri-State, November began with a powerful triduum. Of course, the entire Catholic Church celebrated the double punch of All Saints' Day and All Souls' Day, which fills the first two days of November with a magnificent goal, heaven, and a bracing reality check, purgatory. Who doesn't want to be among the great multitude who are praising God and saying, Glory and wisdom and honor and thanksgiving and power to our God? Revelation chapter 7, verses 9 to 12. Indeed, our hearts cry out with the psalmist, Lord, this is the people that long to see your face. Psalm 24, verse 6. What a great way to begin the month. Nevertheless, only 24 hours later, we face another reality, that not everyone reaches our heavenly home right away, that more often than not, substantial work does need to be done by us here on earth and on behalf of the poor souls in purgatory who no longer can help themselves. So what is the essence of this important work? Yes, we recognize there are vices to eliminate and virtues to cultivate. But often, the root of so many of the obstacles that hinder us on our road to heaven is the basic need to forgive. As we say in the Lord's Prayer, Forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. So that's it in a nutshell. Thus, the theme of forgiveness was the perfect way to complete the three-day triduum, which kicked off the month of November, because that was the topic for the November 3rd Evening for Married Couples, held at St. Paul Church in Greenwich, Connecticut. Father Daniel Ray, Legionary of Christ and Superior of the Rye Community, spoke to the twelve couples gathered in the sanctuary, with Jesus present in the monstrance, about the importance of forgiveness. Using the profound example of forgiveness demonstrated by the Amish community in the face of a school shooter who killed ten girls in their one-room schoolhouse on October 2, 2006, Father highlighted the Amish example of radical forgiveness by their showing compassion for the shooter's family, by attending his funeral, and by praying for all. From this example, Father offered some principles of forgiveness. He noted that forgiveness isn't forgetting. It's not convincing yourself that the offense was not serious. It is not a one-and-done event. Rather, it is a process which does not depend on the other party asking for forgiveness, but instead simply requires us to stand next to Jesus with our arms outstretched. This is how we can forgive not seven times, but seventy times seven times. Matthew chapter 18, verse 22. After his reflection on forgiveness, Father posed a few questions for the couples to discuss privately. These were, What is a great example of forgiveness that you have seen or experienced? As a couple, are we good about saying we are sorry? Do you have a process for making up for the regular frictions of life? As a couple, do we have any relationships where we may need to work on forgiveness? The evening concluded with everyone reading a litany of forgiveness, which Father wrote, Lord Jesus, who are mercy and forgiveness, grant me, Lord, a heart like yours. Toward those who have insulted me, 
grant me, Lord, a heart like yours. Toward those who have forgotten me, grant me, Lord, a heart like yours. Toward those who have despised me, grant me, Lord, a heart like yours. Toward those whose blindness has injured me, grant me, Lord, a heart like yours. Toward those whose decisions have wounded me, grant me, Lord, a heart like yours. Toward those whose sins have impacted me, grant me, Lord, a heart like yours. Toward those whose selfishness has deprived me, grant me, Lord, a heart like yours. Toward those whose failings have made obstacles for me, grant me, Lord, a heart like yours. Toward those who have betrayed me, grant me, Lord, a heart like yours. Toward those who have misunderstood me, grant me, Lord, a heart like yours. Toward those who have criticized me, grant me, Lord, a heart like yours. For those I have injured by my pride, grant them, Lord, to forgive me. For those I have hurt with my words and actions, grant them, Lord, to forgive me. For those I neglected in my indifference, grant them, Lord, to forgive me. For those I disdained in my arrogance, grant them, Lord, to forgive me. For those I forgot in my self-centeredness, grant them, Lord, to forgive me. For those I insulted in my callousness, grant them, Lord, to forgive me. For those I did not seek to understand, grant them, Lord, to forgive me. For those I scandalized by my sins, grant them, Lord, to forgive me. For those who were counting on me and I failed them, grant them, Lord, to forgive me. For those to whom I was afraid to be a witness of your love, grant them, Lord, to forgive me. For those I made no place in my heart, grant them, Lord, to forgive me. Jesus, meek and humble of heart, make my heart more like yours. Lord Jesus Christ, you are mercy and forgiveness. You never cease to love me unconditionally and are always ready to forgive me. Strengthen my will and soften my heart so that, with a love ever more like yours, I may truly forgive all those who have hurt me in any way and always be ready to seek forgiveness from anyone I have harmed. Amen. For more resources, visit www.regnumchristi.org or download the Regnum Christi English app today.